for the Lord God Almighty. Yes, raise your voice and say, clearly never idolize a man because of an anointing love love men okay love the gift of men celebrate the gift of men but don't idolize men god will not be happy god does not that's idol worship love men honor men if you joke with men you will suffer i've been teaching us this long ago any dimension you are looking for now is with a man you see the prophetic 
Is it prosperity? There are people that carry the oil for prosperity. If you meet them, even if you didn't plan to prosper, you don't have choice. You must prosper. There are people that carry the anointing for the fruit of the womb. Even if they told you that they remove your womb, they remove your kidney, they remove everything, it will, something will enter. You will get pregnant even without a womb and give birth. There are people that carry what you are looking for. So once you find them, honor them. Honor them. Stay with them. Love them. And you will see the hand of God move in your life. All right. So we're talking about sins against the Holy Spirit. And last week we spoke about what hurts or what grieves the Holy Spirit. What are the things you do that you hurt the Spirit or you grieve the Spirit? Now, I want us to get this understanding again that the Holy Spirit is a person. Okay? If he was not a person, he was just a thing, then you can't grieve him, you can't hurt him because he's not a person. But he has emotions, he has uh, feelings, he can speak, he can see, he can hear. Alright? So you must understand who you are dealing with. So last week, we read through the book of Ephesians. We read through the book of Ephesians um, to get understanding on the things that we are dealing with. So now, we spoke about the things that hurt the spirit, the things that quench the spirit. Now, let's look at the things that alienate the spirit. What are the things you do that you just, you will cut off, you will kill the Holy Spirit from functioning in your life at completely? Alright? He will not leave you. Yeah, there's a covenant. I think I showed us last time. There's a covenant in the book of John based on the words of Jesus that the Holy Spirit will never leave you. Yes, it will never leave you. And no matter what you do. But what I'm saying is that you can do this thing. Then you now, you know when somebody is angry with you, the person refuses to talk. You just offend somebody. The person decides to keep quiet. He will not say anything. He will not talk to you. And you will do everything. Oh, please now. Talk to me now. And the person is so offended. So you can do what will make the Holy Spirit to be quiet in your life completely. Are you getting it? You can do what will make the Holy Spirit to be quiet in your life completely. He will not talk. He will not react. He will not do anything. He will just be quiet there. He won't go, but he won't because of the covenant that Jesus made with, with you, the Holy Spirit will not go, but he will not talk. He will not direct you. You will be entering problems. He's inside of you. He won't talk. And so in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit does not stay with people forever. He will only come, use them, and he will go. So you will see things like um, the Spirit of God came upon Samson mightily, he used them, and he left. So he doesn't stay with them. But in the New Testament, by the reason of the pride that Jesus paid, okay, get me, John. I don't like us to get lost so that you can understand what you are receiving. Explain it. Get me, John 14. From, let's go from 14 to 16. John 14, 14 to 16. So the Spirit of God will come upon them, use them, then the Spirit will go. The Spirit of God will come upon them, use them, then the Spirit will just go like that. But 
That was not enough. God needed a way to help us make life easy. Okay, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter. He's talking about the Spirit of God now, the Holy Spirit. He's called the comforter. Let's go. That's not to sixteen. Carry me back again. If ye ask, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father. Mother, you are not giving me the scripture complete. You have skipped 15 out of. Huh? Who is pushing this one? Okay. Okay, all right, Elom, I've got, I got what... Okay, Elom, repost your own from 14 to 16. This is why I'm taking my time to go to research. There are people who have not studied these scriptures before. They've not heard all this teaching before. They don't even know the Holy Spirit is a person. They just know Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, that's all. So if we don't break it down, that's why you have to go back to listen to the teachings on the podcast. I've done the full teaching on the Holy Spirit, which I will redo again when I have time. I've done teachings explaining all the gifts, how they function. If you have not listened to them and you want to manifest the gifts, you're going to have problem. Okay. So he said, if ye ask anything in my name, I will do it if ye love me. Keep, okay, this is verse 15. If ye love me, keep my commandments. So he said, verse 16, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever forever that is the covenant the holy spirit will abide with every christian that receive him forever does that mean every christian can prophesy no does that mean every christian will be able to hear his voice no does that mean every christian will do miracles no you now have to you have to now be trained and somebody have to stir up activate the gifts of the spirit in you you will need somebody to help activate. You can have it, yet it will not work until somebody comes. Activate it. Jesus Christ was on earth for 30 years. All the gifts he carried was not working until they have to meet John the Baptist, who was lesser than him. Even John said, John said that I can't even touch his shoe. I can't even lose his shoe. But yet John was the one that baptized him that he received an ordination and the Spirit of God came down for the first time upon him. So to try to be an island, you don't need anybody to lay hands on you and be careful. Listen, particularly if you are my son or my daughter, get this understanding. Everybody should not lay hand on your head. There are people that will touch your head. If you were see before, you won't see again. Laying of hands communicate a man's spirit to you. If I have a bad spirit, I lay my hands on you. I will release the bad spirit upon you. A prophet was presenting to a young man. I was somewhere. And it was a prophet. That guy too was a prophet, a younger guy. And he told him, he said, you stop seeing vision and this and this. I said, it's true. I no more see anything again. He said, at so, 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 yeah, you met a prophet. He was, he was in a program. And he said, you should come. He want to impact you. You said, yes. And you were not feeling comfortable. He said, yes. And he laid his hands on you. He said, yes. He said, that was the day you went blind. He said, yes. The moment the man removed his hand, it was like I left myself. So the man, the prophet, saw 
what was in the young guy was bigger than his own. So he lay hands on the guy, collected the guy's prophetic gifts. Oh, it can, it can be collected. You are shocked. It can be collected. It can be collected. Me now, I can give you, I can collect it. I can give you, I can collect it. I can tell you see for only one day. After one day, you will not see anything again. Yes. I can tell you see for only, only one day. I can tell you see for only one week. I will impact you for only one week. Go. Once the one week finish, it's gone. It won't come back. I have to now impact you. And I can release it completely to you. So, okay, I don't want you to be going and coming, going and coming. Let me stir it up. Let it Let me activate it and let it begin to function. You want to see? You have been online. What are you doing? You've been online since this week. What are you doing? Everybody is seeing. Okay. That's by the way. We're going to get back to this issue. So... The Holy Spirit stays with us forever. The Holy Spirit stays with us forever. So we can grieve him, we can hurt him, we can quench him, and you can off him, and he won't even be functioning in your life. So what are the things you do that alienate the Spirit? What are the things you do that quench the Spirit? Let's get back to that scripture we read, Ephesians 4. From verse 32. Ephesians 4 from verse 32. Now look at this. He said, And be ye kind to one another. Be ye kind to one another and tender hearted. Okay, give me Ephesians 5. Let's go from verse 5, from verse 1. Ephesians 5. We'll get back to the Ephesians 4. But give me 5 first. So if we miss out any part, we'll not be able to get a balance. Ephesians 5. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children walk in love as Christ also had loved us and had given us himself for himself for us an offering, a sacrifice to God for his sweet smelling savour, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh of the sense. Okay, we're going to skip to 18 now. When I'm done with this, we'll skip to 18. Don't post from verse 7. Go to 18 for me. Neither filthiness nor foolish talkings. Okay? Neither foolishness nor foolish talkings nor jesting which are not convenient but rather giving of thanks. For these ye know that no warmonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater, had any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. 
Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. All right, let's get to verse 18. 18 is just fine. Okay. And be not drunk with excess wine, wherein is... Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melodies in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, part of the things that alienates the Spirit completely, number one, is fornication. Fornication. The moment you begin to sleep around, the moment it now becomes you can't have yourself in one place, you are just, fornication will quench the spirit completely. You remember the Bible said that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. All right? You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. That is where he resides. So now, when you begin to fornicate, you are desecrating his temple. Okay? We are now desecrating his temple. So I will keep pushing it. We will quench him. He will just become dormant without functioning. He will become dormant. Number two, he stated there is uncleanliness uncleanliness can i get that um, listed on niv niv or another listing is the december ephesians 5 from verse 4 ephesians 5 from verse 4 5 6 uncleanliness i've told us last time the uncleanliness here represents spiritual filthiness and physical. The Spirit of God does not stay in a dirty environment. Neither fitting, neither KJV, nor fitting, nor is fitting for you to use language which are absent, um, obscene, profane, or vulgar. This long, long um, harvest here. Just get me from... Okay, thank you. Let there be no filthiness, obscene, obscenity, indecency. All right? Indecency. So just keep that verse for me there. Keep it there until we are done with it. So, uncleanness, filthiness, is number two thing that can quench the spirit. So you are somebody, if we enter your house now, we will find cloths under the chair, under the bed, who will find cobwebs everywhere, who will just find um, your shoe that you put is at this corner, your this thing. You entered, is a, a guy, you will see his boxer hanging here, hanging there. If it's a lady, you see the bra here, see the panties here, everything, hunger, we want. You're going to chase out the spirit of God from your life. It's, it's shocking to you, right? As simple as that. What did I say? Simple as what? 
this dirtiness is not simple. You're going to chase away the spirit of God from you from you by being dirty. You chase away the spirit of God from you. So that is number one. Allowing um, dirtiness in your environment irritates the Holy Spirit. Allowing dirtiness in your environment, it irritates the Holy Spirit. Don't forget, it's called holy. The word holy means clean. Okay? The word holy means clean, pure. So imagine allowing things dirty around the holy and the clean being, and you expect the person to be comfortable. Secondly, it's allowing dirtiness in your mind. Allowing dirtiness in your mind. You're always thinking pornographic. You're always thinking evil of other people. You're always thinking, allowing dirtiness in your environment, number one. Number two, in your mind, it will, you will alienate the Holy Spirit from your life. So you that is talking with your boyfriend five hours every day, before you know, both of you are already talking, oh, ah, if I see you, I will chop you. If I see you, I will kill you. If I see you, I will throw you up. Oh, I wish you were here. I wish you were here. I wish you were here. You begin to imagine that kind of communication, You are not, what you are not aware of. You think you are falling in love. But what you are not aware of is that that communication is killing your work with the Holy Spirit. So suddenly you will realize that you just finished. You want to try and um, see vision. You can't see anything. So this is why you can't be somebody watching Date Rush, watching Big Brother Nigeria and all those things and expect to be able to prophesy. You want to not prophesy after watching all those things, watch them and you want to know now, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work. The things you allow into your mind, they are very important. And some of you, you love Date Rush like tomorrow, not day. You love it. All these things, they are carnal events, and what they communicate to you is carnality. You need spiritual things to sharpen your spirit. If not, it won't work. Okay? So the next thing he mentioned there was covetousness. The next thing he mentioned there was covetousness. Greed. God hates greed. God hates greed. God hates it. Greed. God hates greed. Once you become greedy, the Lord can, le can let you go. He will just take off his hand from you. Remember the story of Balaam and Balak. When Balaam um, wanted to collect uh, money to go and curse Israel, that was the last time that he was anointed. God did not talk to him anymore because of greed. Remember the story of Gehazi? Because of greed, he took leprosy. Remember the story of, what was his name? Judas. Because of greed, he lost his seat and he died. God hates greed. Don't be covetous. Greed is wanting what is somebody's else. You want what belongs to another person. 
That is what greed is. At all costs, you don't care whatever the cost may be. You want it, you want it. Whatever that wants to happen should happen. Greed is excessive amassing of wealth. I'm not talking about just being rich illegally. You know that this means it's wrong. You know, you know that it's wrong. You don't care. As long as you have it, no problem. Greed grieves the Holy Spirit. You will quench the Holy Spirit. When you begin to pursue, another sign of, let me give you another sign of covetousness. Unreasonable pursuit of gain. You begin to pursue profits. Today is Sunday now. Uh, you were supposed to be in church. And somebody called you. Um, I want to buy some uh, shoe. You sell shoe. And you know you're supposed to be in church as an usher, as maybe a choir or something. And you left church service to sell shoe. That is covetousness. That is covetousness. A wise believer does not set a business deal Sunday morning. A wise and committed Christian does not set a business deal Sunday morning. You don't do that. You don't do that. After church, we will talk. Oh, it's urgent. I'm sorry. If there was time, okay, before church, there is time. I could just give it to you. Not because of the money. Because of the importance of the thing to you. I could just run, give it to you and go my way. Okay, that's fine. But to leave church and just run and no, 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 no. I think I remember a story I shared some time ago. We're in the church while I was in Nigeria. We're in the church having service, my church. And there's this pastor, he was a music producer. And my pastor was not in the prophetic. But that day, unusual dimension came on him that he even began to operate in the world of knowledge, telling people things as the Lord had told him, begin to pass messages and all of that. And suddenly, he called, said, where is the pastor, this person? The man has been married for about six years, no child. Where is this pastor, this person? They said he was gone. He said, God just brought his baby. God just brought his baby. Waited, waited. They tried to reach him. They couldn't reach him. And man of God said, I can't let this baby, the angel is here now. Pray for another person. And left. The man came after closing. Oh, it was some business deal. You know, you have to put the deal together and the money is very important. I think till now he doesn't have a child yet. After 15 years, no child yet. And the other person that was prayed for got pregnant and gave birth. The other person that was looking for child that was prayed for got pregnant and gave birth. The money he went to look for, I'm sure that money has finished. I'm very sure the money is finished. I'm very sure. So, covetousness is when you begin to leave, partly when you begin to leave the things of God and start running after your own gain. Unreasonable pursuit of gain. Listen, if the money is not yours, it's not yours. If it's yours, it's yours. A deal that is yours, we wait for you. I'm not saying you should not be smart. I'm not saying you should just become procrastinating. And not. No, no, no. But if you have to sacrifice for God and you missed a deal, a deal did not wait, two things are involved. Either it's not God or God will bring it another way. That's the truth. Either it is not God or God will bring it back another way to you. That's how it works. So the moment you begin to cut corners, cut corners, trying to please people, trying to do things 
and hurt God and hurt, you will suffer for it. You, you will go in for it. You will go in for it. So number four is indecency. He mentioned it still in that place. Indecency. Indecency. All right, you see, she was in camp meeting for three days. Business deal that came waited for her. She finished the deal, went back, and still did the deal. The money still came. So we need to trust God. And once God sees that you have trusted him, you love him to that extent, you can let things go. He will keep it for you. Yeah, he will keep it for you. But you just begin to do, hey, 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 forget it. Forget it. All right. Let there be no filthiness, obscenity, indecency. Okay, this one now, I think it pertains to more of the ladies. <laughs> when your dressing begin to provoke another person's sexuality, the Holy Spirit will become dormant in you. You're wearing skimpy clothes, your stomachs are open, you're wearing clothes, all your cleavage is showing, you're wearing clothes, all your laps are showing, you've sewn a skirt, you tore the skirts, ah, it's only your bum bum that is left to show in the skirt. You've tore the skirts, ah, all your lap is open. Yeah, yeah, you can shut down the Holy Spirit. I know some of you are surprised. Yes. Because you know what we don't understand is that when your attitude begins to make somebody else to live in sin, God will judge you. So somebody is in church, came to worship. You are the person's front. You have worn this tight. You know you have shape. You know you have body. You have curves and all of that. You have worn this very tight thing that if you even sh shake one of your legs, all your body is bouncing like bouncing ball that want to break. And there's this person behind you, as he lift up his hand to worship, that is when you now shake your leg, all your body is bouncing. The guy forgets, you are the Lord, let your name be glory, and his eyes on your body. His eyes on your body. His eyes on your body. You will blame him for all you care. Why can't you just close his I came for myself. You came, you came for yourself, and you wore what is provocative to others. And suddenly, this young man is there, losing himself, suddenly this young man begins to now have a ration inside the church. A young man, you go to church, you wear shirts, you leave all your chest open. You wear shirts, you leave all the hair in your chest open. And one girl like that, that does not joke with hair in the chest, I don't know if they gave birth to her and when they were acting Tarzan, or they gave birth to her in the bush, I don't know. She does not joke with hair in the chest. Suddenly, she now see your chest open like that. And she does see the hair. And the next thing, she, the girl is just started reminiscing on how she and this guy would just, he just did this thing. And that service, she have lost her brain. She's no more in that service. All she just wants, if she if she can just just meet this guy. In fact, this service should just close. Some people are, some people, they are, they are, they are how do I put it? They are, their sexuality is very manipulative. They're just looking at you. In fact, right where they saw the person, they have, they have slept with the person in their imagination. They have gotten pregnant. They have given birth. Some kind of even care about giving birth. They have gotten pregnant. Everything you are saying again at that moment, does not. it doesn't matter to them. All their body reaction has changed. 
and such people are the most of the time they will stop at nothing to get the person whether male or female they will stop at nothing to make sure that they get the person so indecency can quench the spirit indecency please when you dress keep two things in mind your dressing is to cover you all right is to look good but understand also your dressing is to help somebody okay your dressing is to help somebody so if your dressing is making other people to sin then you are not dressing you have now become a tool to satan you have become a tool to satan so next time when you are buying clothes please I don't, I'm not saying you should go and dress like your, like your grandmom. Even me, I will chase you. I like beautiful people. I like handsome people. Dress look good. You are a guy, dress nice. Shave. You are a lady, dress look nice. Look nice. There's nothing wrong wearing clothes and your shapes are there. But you don't go and wear clothes over tight. Your, your body will go. And some girls are wicked. They are wicked. They know how to walk and shake shake their body and that's when they wear the tight thing and they will not sit down now you see them be walking i forgot where i went to and there was this demonic girl like that wore one very tight thing and it was a what was it called the ghana card office i don't i've forgotten what they call it that i was there there was this stuff that the first time i went she was a head turner nia office she she's a staff there a hair toner and she have this gesture this body carriage this smile that if she pass everybody with turn, if she pass everybody with turn, if she pass and she will keep walking up and down i said this girl is on assignment she's not a normal person she's on assignment the last time i came i saw her again she has worn one shoe all those shoes that they tie they tie rope they will tie the rope tie 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 to uh what is it called um almost to the knee they will tie the tie tie the shoe left and right and what one this thing she just came and i remember her face and she had this nice smile all set out she just came out was walking she flung her hair me i carry my phone i put my eyes on my phone i started watching comedy that i was not interested to watch it's not me it's not me that is not me i came to do my card and go it's not me holy ghost fire and while i was leaving i saw one rich guy that came as was now in one corner collecting her number i said this is what you are looking for all right i see this is this is our business this is our business they know what they are looking for they know what they are looking for so they are very expensive they are very expensive they buy expensive clothes buy expensive perfume expensive jewelry to attract expensive men they know what they are looking for and some of them i think is fun but what they don't know is that they are selling out their future some of them think is fun what they don't know is that satan is now using them i met a lady i was doing deliverance for she said expensive hair said every man that sleeps with her she takes the man's destiny i was doing deliverance for the girl every man that sleeps with her there is a spirit that have entered her every man that sleeps with her she takes the man's destiny and so far 
She has been able to sleep with about 40 people, but she has been able to successfully take the destiny of 15 people. They can never be useful in life again. The 15 of them can never be useful in life again. So they are there, they are suffering. They can't explain what is wrong with them. Somebody they had intercourse with. Somebody they had. There are people that carry very deadly spirit. The same way people carry STD. Hmm? You can wear, uh, what is it called? Contraceptive, and you protect yourself from sexually transmitted disease. But you will not be able to protect yourself from sexually transmitted demons. Okay? There is sexually transmitted disease, and there is sexually transmitted demons. No contraceptive can cover you from it. No contraceptive. If you like, we have four, we have five. It won't work. It is a spiritual thing. You can contact demons by wearing somebody's clothes. You can contact demons by laying on somebody's bed. So don't be foolish. Ah, but uh, we didn't share fluid now. We didn't. No, you can contact demon by laying on somebody's bed. The same way you can contact power by laying on somebody's bed. Listen, if I can give you a mantle, if I can give you oil, and the power of God follows you, the same way somebody can give you their cloth and the demon following them will follow you. Somebody can give you mantle and the demon following them will follow you. Somebody can give you oil and the demon following them will also follow you. So we we've got to be careful. All right? So indecency is one of the things that can quench the spirit. Don't be provocative in your dressing. Some ladies don't have a character of living, particularly if you go to Accra. If you're out of Accra, you see less. You go to Accra, go to Taka. I was in Takra this some time ago. I was like, what is going happening here? Everybody wants to be fine at all costs. Part of Kufurida also is like that. Not all those inside the village, you. particularly you're around the campus area. What do they call that place, Kra? After Okrasi, going to the area of the campus and all of that. Even the old women, they have, they have added makeup. So you see a lot of ladies get dressed on a normal day. They no more put on bra. They no more put on bra. Just leave themselves. And you see all the nipples are revealing. This is not because they woke up. Normal day, normal day, going out in the day. Going to school, going to... They don't. They don't. No, Takradi, I was there. That place, oh... I was supposed to pastor there. I left. I was there. Beautiful place. Beautiful environment. Serene. Nice. I was at the mall, the airport area, and all of them. I was around the army base and all of them. But so you see so much. So you see people who are not just there for life. You see a lot of demonic ladies and demonic. You want to see guys, Sakawa guys. You want to see guys uh, who belong to court, who use spell and all kind, go to Takradi. Yes. You want to see guys who use ladies for after Accra. I, I, I think Takradi is even ahead of Accra. Go to Takradi. 
Sure, I remember when I was in school, I moved from the room I was into a different room at the hostel where I lived. I realized the atmosphere in the room was very evil. I started having some issues in my health. Then I moved back to my Yeah. You can sleep in somebody's house. That is the that will be the beginning of your problem. So that's why I look at lady that ladies that borrow uh, hair. Okay, the lady changes guidelines paper. So what is happening? Whatever they are doing, they are they are contaminating their room. Spirits are there. They are contaminating their room. So when you come, be careful who is your friend. Don't just say, oh, it doesn't matter. Friend is friend. It's not true. I pity the ladies that borrow Yvonne, borrow shoe, borrow cloth, borrow, oh, can I get your Yvonne? I want to go somewhere. Can I get your shoe? Can I get, wear what you have. You can carry evil spirits. You can carry evil spirits. Wear what you have. Oh, it's not befitting. Then that place is not your side. Sit down in your house. Sit down in your house. A lot of us have communicated. Let me give you a lady was envious of her friend who was about to get married. The girl met this nice guy that was sweeping her off her feet and the friend pretended to be in good terms with her. And the lady traveled, came back, bought makeup for her. Oh, nice. But I already have some. So, ah, no, I just bought this one for you. You know your own is already getting finished. This one is very nice and all of that. And they were like, oh, thank you. It was her friend, so she didn't think anything. She took the makeup, wore the makeup and all of that. That was the end of her relationship. By the time she realized her friend was getting married to her fiancé. Marriage that was already close. Makeup, makeup, that was all she bought. Did what she did. The guy started hitting the girl. The guy started hitting the girl. And got married to the other lady. So we've got to be careful in our dealings. Okay, that is it. Indecency. The next thing that he expressly spoke of in that scripture, foolish talking and jesting. Foolish talking and jesting. Foolish talking and jesting. Huh? Let's read through that scripture again. Let there be no futiness, obscenity, indecency, nor foolish talk and sinful. So, it went on and said, silly and corrupt. Silly talks. You see ladies that come around themselves and even guys, they are talking about ah, how this girl will be good in bed, though. how this thing, how that thing, how that thing. You see uh, ladies that will gather, how this guy, eh, this guy, are you sure his manhood is big? How, what do you think could be their size? What That is what they are discussing. And the guy is just walking on his own passing. And they think it's just no, ah, no more guys, guys, no more guys, guys. No. Foolish talking. Say they are silly and corrupt talk. No coerce jesting, which are not fitting or becoming, but instead voice or voice your thanksgiving to God. So we have used our mouths, gotten involved in foolish talks. 
foolish talks. Careless talks. Some of you will just say, oh, it was a mistake. Oh, I just said it. No, 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 no. There's no mistake. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth must talk. Bible warned us to guard our heart with all diligence. Hmm? Stop talking carelessly. Most of you, you are just loud for no reason. You are just loud. You talk and talk and talk. And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah so, and this, and this thing. You, you, you just talk like that. And you are wondering why you are not anointed. You are not anointed because you are careless. You talk carelessly. You behave carelessly. And most of these people, they are demonized carelessly too. They don't even know when they've offended a witch because of their foot, a lot of talk. They talk too much. A witch, have already, they've already offended the witch, so now they are under attack and they are praying. I don't know what's happening to me. Oh, pray for me. But it is you, your mouth, your mouth. And we were saying this for Juku. You were saying this for Juku. But there's no joke in the spirit realm. There's no joke in the spirit realm. There's no joke in the spirit realm. So no spiritual person talks carelessly. You are careful in what you say. You are careful in what you involve your mouth in. So a lot of you that are, that are find yourself in that group or party where you and your friends will just gang up and you are discussing some irrelevant topics, it's time for you to start withdrawing. If you want to walk in the power of God, you want to walk in the gifts of the Spirit, So, foolish talks, jesting. You will shut out the Holy Spirit out of your life. You will shut out the Holy Spirit out of your life. If you read the book of James, James will tell you that sweet water and bitter water cannot come out of the same fountain. That the same mouth, the same mouth you have used to say good things should not be used to say bad things. Most of you, you have cursed, uh, you have cursed, uh, you curse and curse and curse and curse. curse, curse eh, there's, not, there's no kind of curse that you don't know. There's no kind of curse that you don't know. Benedita, repent in Jesus' name. Benedita, I said repent in Jesus' name. Re reduce your talking. Reduce your talking. Reduce your talking. Reduce your talking. Hmm? Reduce your talking. Reduce what you are calling free. What you are calling, no, I'm just free like that too. I'm just free like that. Hmm? The kind of people around you. 
Now imagine you as a lady, you have people, you call friends, guys, and just talk, talk, talk. They are rubbing your body like that. All of you are laughing. Oh, he just rub you. I can't go, go, go. Oh, you too. You, your girlfriend there. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm not sure. You can even last in bed. Ah, go, 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 go. And you are laughing. The guy is tapping you. are tapping the guy. Go, 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 go. And you think it's just a discussion. No. You are polluting your environment. You are polluting your environment. You are polluting your environment. You can't be useful. You can't be useful. And also, some of you are shocked that these things, dear, so they are serious like that. Oh, yes, they are serious. I'm even, I'm even trying to teach them lie too. I'm not going into details. I'm not. Oh, I'm not. I'm not going into details. I'm not going into details. Now, let me tell you what the Bible said about tongue. Let me tell you what the Bible said about your tongue. So those of you that talk carelessly, that talk anyhow, get me James chapter 3 from verse 6. I'll be glad if we can get NIV on or NLT. I don't want KJV so that it can be easy for us to get understanding. James chapter 3, 6 down. Let's get to 12. Mm -mm. Don't give me a lot of versions like this. You confuse me. I just want to give me straight James chapter 3 from verse 6. Let's take it down to 12. Give me NIV or NLT. Just give me one version. James 3 from verse 6. The tongue also is a fire. The tongue also is a fire. So you see your tongue is fire. See why speaking in tongue is important. And if your tongue, and you talk with your tongue, you can't talk without your tongue. So if you begin to say corrupt things, you are quenching the fire in your tongue. When you begin to talk corrupt things, you are quenching the fire inside your tongue. The tongue also is a fire. A word of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body. So your tongue can, ah, yeah. your tongue alone can corrupt all your body. Your tongue can corrupt your hand, your leg, your eye, your ear, your bum bum, every part of your body, your tongue, your tongue. By what you say, you can bring corruption to your whole body. Set the whole course of one's life on fire and itself, and it, and it's itself set on fire by hell. Seven, all kind of animals, birds, reptiles, sea creatures are being tamed when they, when they have been tamed by mankind. Verse eight, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is restless. It is evil, full of deadly poison. So the tongue always wants to talk. The tongue is deadly, it's poisonous. He said no human being, which means it is the Holy Spirit that can tame your tongue. You need to submit your tongue to the Holy Spirit by praying. Praying. You can't help yourself. Submit your tongue in prayer. 
let the Holy Spirit circumcise your tongue. You will discover you just lost appetite. Listen, I'm not, I'm, I wasn't born a saint. I was, I was part of these things. I used to discuss all these kind of things before. But today, it, I, can't, I can't even find myself having such discussion. So you might be there now. It's fine. But the problem is a lot of us are not doing any, anything to come out. And you expect to be anointed. You expect to walk in power. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. All right, let's go from verse 7. No, we are done with verse 7 already. Verse 8. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is, it is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Verse 9. With the tongue, we praise our Father. We praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. So see what James is saying. It is wrong. The same tongue you used to pray, the same tongue you used to sing praises, you will still come. I curse you. You too, you, are, you will die. You too, you are a fool. You too. He said it's wrong. What you are doing is that you are killing the power in your tongue. So next time, and this is why some people come to pray. They don't even know why their prayer is not answered. Next time you will come to the place of prayer and you are talking, you will not get answered. Next time you come to worship, your words look like an abomination to God. Why? Your tongue is already corrupt. Idiot, idiot, fool, fool, kwasia, kwasia. You just you have people you, you talk like that with them, all that kind of and sometimes it's not because they are fighting, no. They are just friends who talk dirty. Idiot. You your head, your head, you your leg, your leg, you your bum bone. They just talk dirty and all, and they think it's just a discussion. No, dear. No. You are you are quenching your fire. You're quenching your fire. You're quenching your fire. All right, let's take from verse 10. Out of the same mouth come praising and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be so. Out of the same mouth comes praises and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be so. And I'll give an illustration, verse 11. Okay, we'll be done at verse 12. Get ready for me, Matthew 3, Matthew 12, 36. When I'm done with this, we'll take that last and go to, I think, the last point and I'm done. Matthew 12, um, 12 verse 36. It says, so, verse 11 said, Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Verse 12, my brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olive or a, gra a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring water is for spring produce fresh water sorry all right yeah i was there you ignore everybody and why not ignore anybody that we try to stir up you talking wrong things ignore them avoid them you see you see this one thing about any man of God you see out there who is very anointed, any man of God you see out there who is at the top, you realize one thing. You don't see them in public, right? It's difficult for you to find them in public. You only see them coming to the altar. So you, so if you feel, oh, they just want protocol, they are in their car wind up and all of that, all they are doing is to secure their environment, to avoid whatever that will corrupt them from being an impact to you. 
yesterday I had to go out to go do, um, see somebody because I gave them something to do for me. I felt like everywhere is everywhere is corrupt. There was nothing strange on the road, nothing. But just walking out of my house, I regretted it. I'm not joking. I regretted walking out of my house. Everywhere was looking like, like one dirty place, one strange place. One everywhere was looking very, very different to me. But you are in the world, all right? Until you grow to the place where, okay, you have been able to create, you can be in your house, everything is running on its own. That's fine. I've not gotten there. I have to still go and run some errands myself. So most of those men of God, they don't go out. They don't go out. They have to stay indoor, just pray. Even if they are not praying, they just stay inside the house, just sit down, meditating. To reduce corruption, to reduce everything around wants to corrupt you. Everything around. Somebody was asking Pastor Chris Oyakilome and said, tell us, what is your routine? How do you live every day? What do you do? He said, okay, you want to know? He said, yes. So I wake up in the morning, I pray. I pick up my Bible, I study. There are worship songs constantly playing in my background. When I'm done, if I'm hungry, I need to eat, I eat. So most of the days, I don't eat. When I'm done, I go and sleep. When I finish, I wake up. When I have meetings, I sleep, study, pray, go for the meetings, come back, pray, study, sleep. That is just, that is my routine every day. That is my routine every day. That is my routine every day. So you find a lot of them, they don't have phone. It's true, a lot of the men of God, they don't have phone. The ones that have phone, that line, that phone barely rings. There's if you have a phone where they're with PE. So if you call, they give you PE's number, they give you secretary's number. You, they don't, that phone does not ring. And they don't employ careless secretaries or PE. They look for somebody who is sensitive. Not somebody who just come, eh, eh, the way you are quiet, are you okay? Are you serious? When I'm just having encounters with dimensions and you're coming, eh, somebody called you, somebody, are you serious? They will just sack you. They will, they will sack you fast. Look for somebody else to employ. So you wonder why some of them are very fresh in the anointing. They walk in authority. They walk in the realms of power. The reality of it, the reality of it is that they are not available. If you are too available, you are too... Uh, the Holy Spirit likes to be secluded. He wants to be alone with you. Once you are too available with everybody, you will quench the possibility of working with him. So after this encounter now, you are somebody who have given yourself to the Spirit. So even when you are there, your friends came, your friends are talking, suddenly you will realize there's a prompting in you. You start getting angry. It's not you. You start getting angry. Or they talk, there might not be anything, but we talk about work and all that. You start feeling like everybody should just go, or you should just go. You should just go. The Holy Spirit wants you alone. He just wants you to come inside. Everything begins to irritate you. Everybody begins to irritate you. Just feel like, okay, just go inside. Just go, just go, just go, just go, just go. And if you, diso you can disobey it, one, two, three, to get to a point, he will not tell you again. At that time, he will not go dormant. He stopped functioning in your life. So you can't flow in the anointing anymore. You have to now. The good news is that no matter how far you have gone with the Holy Ghost, 
they can come back. Hmm? You can bring him back. No matter how far you've lost him, you've lost fellowship, you can bring him back. You can bring him back. You can bring him back. But it's better you don't lose him at all. It's better you don't lose him at all. It's better. All right, get me the Matthew, please. Okay. It's like me there. You're calling me on phone. You're talking plenty. On your own. I can sleep off on you. I can sleep off on you. I will sleep. Just be there, be talking. Next you see is hello, 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 hello. Are you there? Hello, hello. Are you there? I'm gone. Even if you call me for counseling, go straight to the point. Don't tell me how they not kill their father, kill their mother, how they give birth to you when they give birth to you. What is the problem? Go straight. If there's a question, okay, we ask you this, this, this. Just pick the important thing, say it, summarize it, and leave the rest. Let's move on. I will just get bored. I will get bored. All right. Matthew 12, 36 says, But I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. Help me repost it so that some people will see it. Mr. Moses, repost it for me the way you posted it. 36, 37. But I everybody look at it now. But I tell you that everyone, including me, including you, we have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. So on judgment day, on judgment day, you will not only give account for the things you did, what you said. Oh, we're just talking. We're just joking. Say that empty word you said. You will come and account for it. The empty word you said. You will come. Bible, God will hold you. Say, come. Come and explain. Why did you say this? Why did you say that? Why did you say it? So imagine receiving 12 stroke of cane before entering heaven. Imagine a trophy being withdrawn from you. I'm not saying the flog in heaven. I'm just, just trying to be illustrative. They say, okay, you have come to heaven. You were supposed to own five bedrooms. Okay, because of your words, we are taking three bedrooms. You are going to use, you will take only two bedrooms. You were supposed to have five stars. Okay, we are taking four stars. You will take only one. What did I do? Your words. For every idle word you speak on the judgment day, you will account for it. You don't, you don't say everything. Most of us, I know that we are extroverts. We like to go out and talk a lot. Charlie, you are not helping yourself. If you talk everything, don't let your, what do they call it? Your personality trait control you. Let the word of God be your control. Don't let your person, oh, me, I'm introvert, I'm introvert. That's, it does not matter. Allow the Holy Ghost to control you. Allow the Holy Ghost. Don't let your traits to control you. Oh, me, I'm Scorpio, I'm Scorpion, I'm Serpent, I'm Aries, I'm Aquarium. Um, whatever uh, this thing let let scripture be more important and valuable than your star sign so people they know all the signs i'm zodiac i'm this i'm that i'm charlie scriptures are ultimate first 
Your ultimate. Everyone say, Father, touch my tongue. Say, Holy Spirit, touch my tongue. Say, Holy Spirit, touch my tongue. Help me to control my speech. Help me to control what I say. Holy Spirit, touch my tongue. Pray that prayer in two minutes. Pray that prayer in two minutes. Touch my tongue, Lord. Touch my tongue, Lord. Touch my tongue, Lord. Touch my tongue. Touch my tongue. I'm sorry for the idle words. Touch my tongue. Help me to begin to use my tongue well. Help me to begin to use my mouth well. Touch my tongue, O oh Lord. 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 Zogodo balada vashata kradizis. Zigoman talabradishas. Tell him, tell him. Kolebere de shataka baladis. Touch my tongue, O oh Lord. Kill him under Valadesis. Touch my tongue. Touch my tongue. In Jesus' name we pray. So, let's be careful how we use our mouth. Be careful. Those your friends that you speak this, this kind of words with, either you start teaching them or you start avoiding them. So you can teach them now. If you have a question, go ahead and type. Go ahead and type if you have a question. Go ahead. I want us to look at, now, if um, you can hurt the Holy Spirit, you can drive him, you can silence him. So is it possible to be very close to the Holy Spirit? Yes. So what do I do? I want to, I'll first talk about uh, levels of re relationship with the Holy Spirit. Levels of relationship with the Holy Spirit. Number one is hurting him. Number two is alienating him. Number three is association with him. Hurting the Holy Spirit alienating the Holy Spirit, association with the Holy Spirit, then friendship with the Holy Spirit. You can be friends. You can be friends. You can associate, oh, we are just there, we are just there. But you can come to a level where you become friends. 
Oh Father. So if you have a question, go ahead and drop it. Go ahead and drop it. I will answer you. Telemon sophologrosis. Ilabandesketuzeveledesis. Oh Father. Oh, sweet Holy Spirit. You can go ahead and pray in, the, pray in tongues for some minutes. You can go ahead and pray in tongues. This is one of the keys, the simplest key to always get yourself charged up and to allow the Holy Spirit to function. Is there forgiveness for grieving the Holy Spirit? I think let me just give you scriptures that we answer that question. Matthew. Matthew 12:13 Just keep the question coming. Keep it coming. But please, what if the people around you is talking about something you don't like? Then you try to tell them no. What they are saying is not good and then there's a particular person who always be like you if we are talking about something then you are doing yourself holy co uh, what is that? I want to know. I want to ask if it is the right thing or I should just leave. If you know the person who always talk, you leave. Is it by force? Once you know that the person will always talk, in fact, the person will be waiting for you to talk. Walk your way. There's a saying if you cannot beat them, join them. But it's not true. If you can't beat them, sometimes you have to leave them. Sometimes you, if you can't beat them, leave them. Help me with the scripture, please. Anybody help me? Matthew 12, 31. Okay, the person that asked the question, read it. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. Have you read it? All right. 
So I'm sure you have your answer now. So avoid blasphemy. Avoid hurting the Holy Ghost. There's no scriptural provision for an, an alternative or, or redemption for that sin. But I think, personally, this is not biblical now. I think that the blood can speak when you genuinely, intentionally come to God for repentance. I think the blood will speak. I think grace, grace can come in and make amends when you genuinely come and surrender and ask God for mercy. Because I've heard that if you are in battle praying, you don't send the Holy Spirit because he's the comforter, not a warrior. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's not correct. The Holy Spirit is, ev is everything. He's fire. He's cool. He's hot. Somebody that does not forgive sin, say he's not comforter. Eh? Say he's only comforter. Somebody who does not forgive sin, or you didn't just read it right now. But praying to send the Holy Ghost is a wrong, is a wrong speech in prayer. Oh, Holy Spirit, I send you now. Go. No, no. You don't send the Holy Spirit on air and it's not your houseboy. Okay? Understand that your reverence, your reverence to the Spirit matters a lot. Your, res your reverence is called placing value. Honor. Your reverence to the Spirit and spiritual things matter. You don't pray and send Holy Ghost, I send you now. Go. No, 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 no. You don't. Or you are sending Jesus. Oh, Jesus, go. Oh, go. no. You can send angels. Angels have been given to us as our errand boys. It's in your Bible. You say angels are your servants. Okay? So in the place of prayer, you don't send the Holy Ghost. You don't send Jesus' message. Hmm? We sometimes we pray amiss, but Bible said we know not what we ought to pray, but the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. Oh God, arise, go and fight my enemies. It's a wrong speech in prayer. But one thing about the Holy Spirit is that He will help you to He knows your intention. Okay? He knows what is in your heart. So He will help you reinterpret the prayer and still give you your answer. That's the good part. But it is better when you have the right knowledge so you know how to pray. Okay? Like example, somebody praying, you don't pray to the Holy Spirit. You don't pray to the Holy Spirit. There is an arrangement in the, in the Godhead. Alright? We pray to God the Father, in the name of Jesus, through the help of the Holy Spirit. Okay? We pray to God the Father in the name of Jesus through the help. The Holy Spirit has come to help us to pray. You'll find it in Romans 8 verse 26. Romans 8 verse 26, you'll find it there. He said the Spirit helpeth 
our infirmities, for we know not what we ought to pray. So when it comes to prayer, he's your helper. He's your helper in the place of prayer. Then Jesus made us understand concerning the Spirit. He said, I will tell the Father to give you the Spirit. I will tell the Father to give you. So you see that there's, when you read that scripture, read from John 14, John 16, you realize that Jesus tried to put everything in a collaborating order. The Father first, me, then the Spirit. That does not mean the Spirit is lesser or Jesus is lesser. They are the same. But to help you get an understanding and get proper flow, okay, one created the world, one came to save you, one is with you. So it's like God coming to you three different times, but he's still God the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. It's not three different God. It's not three different, no. It is God that came, that shared himself, and came as Jesus. Okay? It is God that shared himself and came as Jesus. That's why they say God, they call it Trinity. God is omnipresent. Shared himself, also came as Jesus to die for you, to help you, to bless you. So on the earth, he was 100% God, 100% man. So the same God, when he was to go, decided to send another of himself being his spirit okay i want to stay with you now i don't want to be far from you anymore i want to stay very close to you so that me and you we can talk as brother and sister we can talk as father and child we can talk i want to i want to live a life with you so he now came as the spirit so jesus will tell you said i will tell the father to send you the comforter after i am gone if the comforter come he will not speak of himself he will only say what I tell him. If I don't tell him, he will not talk. So there's an agreement, there's a collaboration between the, all of them. And just will tell you that I don't say anything of my own. I only say what my father tell me. What my father tell me, I will tell you. If my father does not tell me, I will not tell you. What my father, so the father have to talk to the son, the son have to communicate to the spirit, and like that. Lisa, can you explain a lot more on blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? I mean, what action is classified as blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? Oh, I did that teaching already. I did that. I think I'll get the link for you. But blasphemy against the Holy Spirit generally is when you begin to attribute the works that the Holy Spirit have done to Satan. Okay, I gave a clear example. The Holy Spirit just, okay, a miracle happened. You said it's fake. A miracle just happened. You said it's fake. Ah, it's Juju. It's Juju. Somebody prophesied. You said it's fake. That's blasphemy. Hmm? You begin to resist the Holy Spirit in your life. Blasphemy is when you begin to speak against a, a deity. You begin to speak against a system. So a man of God come praise for the blind. The blind say, ah, all these people. Don't mind them. Fake, fake people. How will you tell me? Just, just now, just now. You just put your hand open. I beg you. Don't mind them. Fake. What you just said is that the Holy Spirit cannot do it. You just blaspheme. That simple thing. So you would think you are talking about the man of God. Not, to, not knowing you are talking about the God using the man. 
The reason why I believe that there's a, 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 a redemption, Bible said that in the name, in the days of ignorance, that the Lord will not look away. Hmm? In the days of ignorance. It's now different when um, you are just doing it. You already know. You already matured. You are mat now you know. You didn't know. Now you know. So if you go back to Father, I'm sorry. I didn't know. God showed me. And genuinely, you ask for repentance. God will forgive you. But now that you know, you now still continue. That is when I think you're going to have a lot of problem. Okay? So for those who were not there when I did the teaching, let me help you a bit. That scripture, let's get that scripture. Uh, Matthew, I want to pray. Matthew 12. We'll start from verse. As I always want people, don't condemn anybody. Don't condemn any miracle. Don't condemn anybody. Don't condemn any miracle. If you don't understand what is happening, walk away. If you don't understand any miracle, walk away. So let's go to Matthew 12. Let's start from verse 24. I'll be glad if I can get NIV, NLT, so that they can speak clear English for us. Matthew 12 from verse 24. Let's get to 31. NIV or NLT. If you are in a place, they are talking about a man of God in a negative way. Stand up and go. Stand up, walk out. Just stand up, walk out. Okay, let's follow this. No, give me NIV or NLT. This KJV. Give me NIV or NLT. I don't want us to be speaking plenty English. That thou, that thou, that words, that thou, that words. Let's just get plain language and let's run through it. So you must understand that growing in the spirit, walking in the spirit, it takes every, it's an everyday journey. So after this meeting finish, set out a particular hour of the day where you will just stay and pray. If you don't do it, you, you will lose it. Don't think once I receive it's enough. I'm just on fire. I'll just flow. No, no, no. It's an everyday journey. Set out a day. It's an IV. Why is this something very close to KJV? Okay. But when the Pharisees had this, they said, it is only by Bezebub, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. It's too close. Give me um, NLT. Give me NLT. This one, the English is sounding too close to KJV. I want something that will break down so that everybody reading it will read it with a clear understanding. Sometimes King James does not show the intent of the writer. It just shows you the, what is there. But when you read it, that's why if you are a Bible student, don't just read with have at least three versions of Bible. Hmm? Have KJV first, have Amplified, then NLT. It will help you. There are other versions, TPT, very beautiful, and all of that. Help me, help me, help me. Who is helping me to make it quick? Matthew 12, 
from 24 get me nlt if you have tpt you have message version no problem but just get me nlt thank you sir but when the pharisees heard about the miracle they said no wonder he can cast out demons are you seeing what they are saying when they heard the miracle that jesus did what they were saying was no wonder he can cast out demons he gets his power from satan the prince of demons that was the only thing they said though he gets his power from satan the prince of demons okay verse 25 jesus knew their thoughts and replied any kingdom at war with itself is doomed a city or home divided against itself is doomed so that means if i'm using the prince of demon to cast out demons how will i be how will i be using demon to cast demon i'm fighting my own people i'm fighting my own family okay and that's one thing people don't understand the day where i will teach demonology i will explain to us demons don't fight themselves but you will see in church pastors fighting pastor usher fighting choir choir fighting prayer group this one fight demons don't fight to very cooperating Oh, demons are more united than Christians. Demons, demons are more united than church people. Let's read on 26. And if Satan is cast out, if Satan is casting out Satan, he is fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. 28, let's go 28 down. We're taking down to 31. Twenty-seven said, "And if I am empowered by the prince of demons, what about your own followers? They cast out demons too. So they will judge you for what you have said. But if I am casting out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you." 29. Let me illustrate this. You can't enter a strong man's house and rob him without first tying him up. Only then can his house be robbed. Okay, let's go to the last 30 and 31. And anyone who isn't helping me opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. So lastly, he said, every sin or blasphemy can be forgiven except blasphemy against the holy spirit which can never be forgiven so what did they do they just said that with the miracle that jesus did that it was not god it was satan that was the blasphemy they did so anytime you attribute the miracles of jesus anytime you attribute the works of the holy spirit to another person you are blasphemed all right you are blasphemed. Do you get it now? The person that was asking the question, I hope it's clear to you now. So we have to stop speaking. 
against the things of God. Mind our business. Anything you don't understand, don't put your mouth. No. This, the five sins of the Holy Spirit, I've already posted it. We're talking about what alienates the Holy Spirit. What can make him quench in your life completely? What can make the Holy Spirit go off in your life completely? And what are the things we listed? Those are online. Number one is what? Fornication. No, the question, I thought you were online. Why didn't you hear? The question she asked is about blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. What do you do to lie, to blaspheme that you will not be forgiven? What is that sin you commit against the Holy Spirit that you will not be forgiven? It's blasphemy. So what is blasphemy? Blasphemy is when you attribute the work of God to Satan or to another thing. That's blasphemy. Okay, so the first one is fornication. The word fornication that covers adultery, covers harlotry, and all of them. Number two is what? Uncleanness. Uncleanness, filthiness. Number three is what? No, I didn't mention idolatry. Idolatry is different. Fornication, uncleanness, greed or covetousness, indecency, and foolish talk. If you have, if you have. Uh, Practicing idolatry, that one there is not quenching the spirit. The spirit will not will never come at all. Idolatry is to worship idol. The Holy Spirit will never come in the first place. You will not have him in the first place. So these things can make the Holy Spirit to become quiet in your life. It can make the Holy Spirit to become dormant. And you will begin to struggle to pray. You will talk to him and pray, pray, pray. You will not get a response. You will not even hear his voice. So I want us to pray with this understanding, my Father, as I begin to pray. Okay. If you have questions, bring them, bring them, let's before we go. So why is that the same that some people still do not receive the Holy Spirit despite their hunger and thirst? Why some easily receive? Okay. The first thing is teaching. The first thing is teaching, doctrine. I explained yesterday, if you have been attending a church where they don't talk about the Holy Spirit, where they have taught you wrong, wrong, wrong things, let's forgive, okay, let me not mention any church. They've taught you too many wrong things about the Holy Spirit and the Bible. And you now join a church where they talk about the Holy Spirit. You will need a lot of teaching, all right? Because you have been brainwashed. So we need to unwash the brain and re-brainwash re the brain. Don't mind my English. Okay? So, now, for example, there are people who we have been praying for them to receive the Holy Ghost. 
all right? We have been praying for them to receive the Holy Ghost. Others will receive, but they have not received. For the past one year, you will pray, pray. They will tell you that nothing happened. But others are receiving. So what is wrong? What is wrong is the knowledge of what they know. They've told them before, you don't need to speak in tongues. You've told them it's not real. They've told them, why will you be speaking what you don't know? Shabaya, bayaba. What are you saying now? What are you even saying? So that fear of that wrong knowledge is what is blocking the flow. Number one. Number two, because of the wrong knowledge, some have been taught that you don't just wake up and start speaking in tongues. How will you just stand up and begin to speak? No, you have to first wait. Then the Holy Spirit will now come. Then he will now begin to talk. It's a lie. No, it's a lie. You can stand up and just start speaking in tongues now, and it's accurate and correct. So if they told you you have to now wait, as if you are like that, you have received the Holy Ghost, but you are waiting. You have to wait for to feel, to feel something first. You have to feel one thing. So you, you start praying in tongues. Um, how do I put it now? In a sensational manner. They now come. How you are shaking? So you are, you can't speak in tongues on your own will. Then you don't know what you are doing. You don't know what you are doing. You don't know. Oh no no no! You don't know what you are doing. You don't wait for feeling to speak in tongues. You speak in tongues to bring feeling. Ah, you didn't get it. You don't wait for feelings to speak in tongues. You speak in tongues to generate the feeling. So I can just wake up in the morning. La kusa frataya. Berasute akante kra. Vilimonto. Kepil. Maybe I was feeling dull. I was feeling discouraged. I was feeling bad. Zakatora pa. Lebreke sula. I am edified. My day is a good day. Boromon Sugaba. Doors are open for me. Katu Beleketia. I'm anointed. Zoko Ilaviga. I see clearly today. I hear clearly today. I know things. I know things. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Levatura Sebra. Oleman Tegadizos. Anywhere I enter, I'm favored. Hey, I'm already stirring up atmosphere. Let's let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. My body is already burning. This morning I just did now. I'm already burning. I was cool since so. But what I just did now, I'm already burning. So this is one of the ways to stir up the gift in you. It's one of the ways to stir up the gift in you. Somebody said you felt fire there. So if you are kana, you are kana. All this does not make sense to you. So you don't wait for one to feel any special thing to speak in tongues. And you are here, you have been having difficulties in receiving the baptism. You don't wait that, um, okay, call in, but stay on. Let me finish uh, this thing. When you um, you want to receive the speaking in, gift of speaking in tongues, all right, they are praying for you. Don't wait that you have to fall on the ground, that you begin to roll. Rama, 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 rama. You can stand and speak in tongues. If that is how your own comes, it's fine. There's nothing wrong. Okay? If that is how your own comes, it's fine. You can receive it by somebody laying hands on you. You can receive it by somebody speaking to you. But your heart, okay? So wrong doctrine have stopped a lot of people from receiving it, number one. Number two is not being open. Okay? Not being open. Their heart is closed. Not being open. 
and some are not open. They don't even know they are not open. There is a posture to receive impartations. Your heart must be eager. Paul say earnestly desire. Earnestly desire spiritual gifts. So wrong doctrine is one of the things that has stopped a lot of people. Wrong doctrine. They have grown up in a kind of church. They have grown, particularly growing in the orthodox cycle. The doctrine is very different. Hmm? And it's wrong in on that regard. Like you come around the seventh day, um, is it the seventh day now? Or the latter day saint. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying seven days. I don't know about seven days um, doctrine very well. The latter day saint will tell you that miracles are gone. There are no more miracles. Miracles ended with um, what is it called? With the apostles. Does SDA believe in, um, in the gifts and speaking in tongues, prophecy and all that? I don't. I don't know much about them. I'm not condemned. I'm only asking. They don't believe. I'm saying no and yes. If you don't know, don't worry. I'm not condemning them. I'm not saying that. I'm just, I'm just asking. All right? But anywhere, I know Jehovah Witness doesn't. Uh, Latter-day Saints doesn't. The Church of Mormon, they don't. And the truth is this. The truth is this. Let me say this. Any church where they don't believe in the giftings of the Spirit, where they don't believe in tongues and all of that, there's something wrong. Because according to the Bible, according to the Bible, so this is why some of those churches have their own Bible. Okay? Some of those churches have their own Bible. You carry it and you see the words are kind of different and you'll be confused like what's going on here. The same Bible, but they have their own words and all of that. So the moment that begins to happen, they begin to shut down. According to Bible, the, Bible, the word of God must stand above what anybody know or believe. According to Bible, Jesus have left and sent his spirit upon us to stay with us. So, the, permit me to use this. This is, this is okay, I won't use it because it's not right. But that, I wanted to try to explain something very common in a way that you can understand like a child. Okay, let me try if I can still put it another way. Now, see the Holy Spirit as the Jesus of today. Okay? See the Holy Spirit like the Jesus of today. He's the one that has been sent. So he now came, he brought gifts. When Jesus came, what did Jesus bring? He brought salvation. If you receive him, you will be saved. So the Holy Spirit came, brought gifts, speaking in tongues, prophecy, healing, um, uh, uh, working of miracles, prophecy, uh, word of knowledge, and all of that. So now, if he's the Jesus of today, example of what I'm giving, and you reject him. Are you getting what I'm saying at all? You reject him. You say you don't want him. You said this, um, you, you shouldn't use him. You reject him and reject his gift. So how who will save you today? I'm not talking about prophesying now. No. The person of the Holy Ghost alone in your life is something beyond prophecy. Prophecy is not the ultimate work with the Holy Spirit. No. The highest work of the Spirit is intimacy, not prophecy. Prophecy is an extra benefit. It's his gift. But you must walk with his person first. And where the Holy Ghost is, miracles are normal. 
So any church you hear where they say, we don't believe in miracles, miracles are not like that. If somebody is, is, is old and gone, then the Holy Spirit is not accepted then. In my dreams, I can I can pray in tongues. It's not tongues, so it's tongues. Maybe the spell in Christ, why you have not prayed in tongues? But in the physical, I can't. So is it because I'm not fully filled or close to the Holy Spirit or what? Please help me. Okay, now, the gifts of the Spirit, like I said, have to be unlocked. Your problem now is knowledge. The problem now is knowledge and two, activation. The problem is knowledge and activation. I'm sure, I'm sure that you've attended churches or you grew up from churches where they didn't, they didn't speak in tongues. So at some point, you started coming around church where they speak in tongues. So you began to desire. So your spirit is ready. Your spirit has caught the thing. But you, your mind, your physical person have not been able to agree with your spirit for it to flow. That's what is happening. So you need to now re-understand. You need to now believe. Then an activation will happen. Then it will begin to flow. And some persons are speaking in tongues. The, the kind of tongue they are speaking, it is a real tongue. But they started speaking with somebody just teaching them the technicality of tongue. Let me explain what I mean. Like now, I can just stand up, lepraka sotavala, on my own. That is how it is. It's a gift. It has been given to you. You can use it anytime you like. Anytime you like. Just stand up and begin to speak. That is it. But understand this, that... There is also ascension in that tongue. Okay? There is something called ascension. You need to climb and climb and pray. You see that when you begin to speak in tongues, that's why I say that people who are praying, but they are not praying. You can be speaking in tongues at that moment, and yet you are not feeling anything. You are not seeing anything. You are not sensing anything. So you are just speaking, and this is where a lot of us have been for 10 years. You are speaking in tongues, but you are not speaking from your spirit. Because it's a gift now, you are only speaking from your free will, your, your flesh. But it's the gift of the spirit. You have to carry it to the owner. Let the owner put his fire. That's where most of us are missing out. So we are just in the flesh. Not how it sounds, but the heart connection. So the fire will never come. The fire will never come. But as you start, you have to climb out of your body now from what you started, climb into the spirit. That is where the fire begins to come. That is where the prophetic begins to come. That is where the things begin to happen. Carry it to the owner. Not holding it. It's not your own. It's not a fleshly thing. Oh, Rama, Mama, Mama. And you see, listen, one of the ways you see those people Look at their face while they are speaking the tongues. It's very, very known. Very normal, like somebody watching Ghana versus uh, Togo match. Listen, when the fire comes, it shows on your face. Oh, yeah. You can see it. You can feel it. You feel like there's this eagerness in you. You feel like there's, there's a contraction. You feel like you're having pain. You feel like you're having... There's a different feelings. When it comes, you don't. Your face is not normal. No, it is not. It's not. 
there's something that happens in you. At a point, you feel like squeezing yourself, like you want, you feel like you are burning, you feel like you want to fold yourself. At a point, you feel like you want to release yourself. At a point, you feel like you want to become joyful and just shout. You want to do But if you are just there on that smooth ride, you are in the flesh. 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 We spoke in Tongo, but you are in the flesh. And those that are in the flesh cannot please God. So you can be there for 20 years, yet you've never felt the fire. And yet we are speaking in tongues. So there are people who have been helped to receive the gift of tongues by manual, hmm? by understanding, manual understanding. Okay. And this is, it, there's nothing wrong with it. Now, this is how it works. For example, you don't speak in tongues. I want to pray for you. According to Bible, most people think that God will be the one to come and open their mouth and talk. No. That's why that some people have not spoken spoken tongues. So. Even the prophetic. Bible will say, the prophet will say, I saw. I saw. So I was the one that saw. There's a part that God showed me. But I choose to see. Like I always say, I can just decide, okay, let's prophesy. Let me scan through. I think Mrs. Sika was talking to somebody yesterday on Zoom. And I said, okay, let me be close to the vision. Let me see what she's not seeing. And while she was talking, the woman was in her heart was saying, talk about this fear, talk about, this is my main worry, talk about this fear, talk about this fear. So you now have to engage what you choose to see. The spirit can carry you, or you can decide, okay, this is what, let me check this thing. And as you grow, you need to begin to see deeper, like you cannot be seeing names, seeing not, but it starts from somewhere. Oh, you were the one. Ah, I was hearing your spirit here now. This thing should be dealt with. I want to be better. I want to be deeper. I want to be complete. I was hearing her spirit talking, talking, talking out inside. I said, okay, let me let me get in. Let's talk about this thing. She prophesied. She saw, right? I would say we see in part. If another prophet come now, he will see another thing. If another prophet come now, he will see another thing. So you must try to go deeper to see deeper. So coming back to the tongues now, some people think that the Holy Spirit have to come and open your mouth. Then the Holy, God will not be the one talking. God will not come to your robot. So your mouth, you will not con just leave your mouth like that. Just put it. The next thing, something will carry your mouth. So whatever. No, no, that's not how it works. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. You have to be inspired. What you, as you feel it, just be speaking. Don't just so that the Holy Spirit is the one that begins to inspire you. Okay, let's let's run through scriptures now. Let's run through scriptures. Give me Acts chapter 2, 3 and 4. Acts 2, 3 and 4. Then we get to 1 Corinthians. Am I helping somebody this morning? Am I helping somebody this morning? Papa, thank you for the teaching, sir. I've been seeing the vision since not even having any idea that it was what it was. I normally see things ahead through dreams or just standing on my own, but I never had the idea of the gifts being given to me. Thanks for the teaching. Wow, that's awesome. 
All right, look at Acts 2, 3 and 4 now. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire. This was when the Holy Ghost came upon them. What looked like flames of tongues of fire settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak. Did you see? It was not the Holy Spirit that began to speak. The people. And began to speak in other tongues. How? As the Spirit gave them ability. It was not the Holy Spirit that came. Oh, say ro, I will say ro. Say ba, I will say ba. Say ta, I will say ta. Oh yeah, let's go back. Like when somebody reads on the school. Ro, ta, ba, ro, ba, ta. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. No, 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 no. First Corinthians 14. Okay, first Corinthians 13, verse 1. 1 Corinthians 14, from verse 2. Let's take it down to 6, and we should be able to clear, clear this off. So, you will, you will receive the atmosphere, hands will be laid on you, you will be inspired. You will be the one to start speaking it out by faith. All right? You might not feel anything. I want it, okay, okay, this is just one. If I could speak in any language in heaven, NIV said, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, if I, not God, God will not be the one to come and carry me, oh, go, 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 go. No, if I speak, okay? Now, get me from verse 14. Give me KJV now. Give me just KJV now. First Corinthians 14, give me from verse, let's take from verse 1 to 6, then verse 18. First Corinthians 14, from verse 1 to 6, then verse 18. So there are two sets of people I'm trying to help right now. Those who don't speak in tongues at all because of doctrine, number one. Number two, those who speak in tongues in their dream, but it's not coming physically. Number three, those who have already received their gifts, but they are waiting for them to feel something like Caroline now. She's waiting for her, for her to feel something. She's not asking, how did I know? Okay, don't worry. You will soon know how I know. You will soon know how I know. You will know very soon. She's waiting to feel something before she will flow. She's waiting to feel a thing before she will flow. I don't like calling names because some people will just feel embarrassed. But she's my daughter, so I know she won't feel. That's why I called her name. All right, look at this now. Let's read it. First Corinthians 14 from verse 1. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather than ye prophesy. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, you see, Paul was still coming on. If I, not the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit come and pray, we preach. No, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. But who began it? Me. But who is praying? My spirit. So this is what I was saying now that you have to carry it to the owner. You can start the tongue, but don't stay with it. Hand it over to the Holy Spirit. Let Him charge up the tongue. Let him charge up the tongue until you grow to the point you don't even need to start small, small. You can just wake up and go over and the Holy Spirit will just follow you immediately. But if you are still growing, you can start from somewhere and the Holy Spirit carries you in. At some, at, don't do this, but at some point, I can even be pressing my phone and still be spiritual. What's more, you can't do, you won't be able to do it. I can be pressing my phone 
and be speaking in tongue, I will still prophesy accurately. In fact, I can watch, I can be watching movie and still prophesy. I can be watching movie and still prophesy. But it's not advisable, but I can do it. Because I've mastered the terrains of the use of the gift. It's your gift. It has been given to you. Don't stay far from the giver. Don't toil with the giver. Don't joke with the giver and you enjoy it. Okay. For if I pray in my understanding, my spirit um, does not pray. But what is it then? I will pray in the spirit and I will pray with the understanding. So you see, Paul said, I, 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 not one, not one, go, no, I, you have received it just by faith. Speak it out. Then the Holy Spirit begin to supply you utterance. Get me verse 18. Lastly, first Corinthians 18. Let's just stop there. Then let me see Sika share what she, what she wants to share. First Corinthians 14 verse 18. So as you are hearing me now, dear, you should have started speaking in tongues already. Those who have already received it, I have been afraid that you have to wait for. I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than you all. I thank my God. I speak. I, I. It's not God. I. I decided it. I made up my mind to speak. I speak in tongues more than all of you. So I just wake up, la crusa falata, velemon crosu fehivrahasis, velemon togro bali gradasis. Listen, I will enter the spirit realm quicker than you that will stand up. Um, let's let's worship first. We are saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. Okay, we are done. So now we are praying and we are asking God every sin we committed and the one we did not commit, God should forgive us. Okay, now we are done. Amen. So we are asking now for the presence of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit will come. Let the Holy Spirit come and come and then after you now pray for that one, after long prayer, pray let the Holy Spirit come. Holy Spirit come. You don't hear like one. Let the Holy Spirit come. And that you are robbing yourself. Ignorance has tied you. Religion. 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 Religion has covered you. Wrapped you around like a mantle. Ignorance and religion. Ignorance and religion. First of all, the Holy Spirit has been given to you. How long? forever. So inviting him to come again is a wrong prayer. Very wrong. Okay? There is spirit within. There is spirit upon. So when we are saying receive the Holy Ghost for somebody who is already born again, we are releasing the spirit upon you. That one helps you to prophesy. That one helps you to heal the sick. That one helps you to do miracles. So the Holy Spirit comes on two dimensions, inside of you, then outside of you. The one inside of you is what makes you, the day you got born again, you receive it inside of you. The same Holy Spirit. But it has to be activated to come all around on your leg, your head, your atmosphere, your cloud, and you begin to do things beyond normal. So this is why everybody cannot walk in the same dimension. Some have the spirit within for witness, but the spirit without is not there. Sister, go on. Everyone, do you, do you get what I just explained? Do you understand it? Do you understand it? Madam, go on already. Why they respond? Praise God. Sir, please. I'm so happy. My question is actually about the last thing you said. Okay. About the spirit upon. I wanted to find out, sir, uh, within this period, we really prayed that 
Father, let your spirit rest upon me. Mm. And I was wondering, I thought after we have received the Holy Spirit in us, and then by reason of that, the Holy Spirit comes in us and then is with us. So I was wondering why we would have to keep upon us. I thought when the Spirit rests upon you, He does not leave you. Sir, please, do you understand my I question? I get you very well. Then, Give me, I don't understand. I understand what you are saying. Thank very well. you, sir. So once you receive the Holy Ghost baptism, the Holy Spirit, since it is your own forever, He should be able to be in you, upon you, around you, and do everything. No, that's not how it works. That is why the day you receive the Holy Ghost, you did not receive spiritual gifts. All right? You did not receive spiritual gifts. You can receive the Holy Ghost and yet you don't speak in tongues. Yeah, it's true. You can receive the Holy Ghost and yet you are not speaking in tongues. You have him already. Everybody, once you get born again, you receive a dose of the Spirit. Okay? Now, the Spirit upon, let me explain this now. The Spirit upon is like your phone. When you plug your phone and you charge your phone, as you are using your phone, your battery begins to go down, right? What do you do again? You plug the phone to charge. So the Spirit upon comes for work, comes for function, and it can go down. Okay? As you are using it, you are being exhausted. You are being exhausted. So when you ask the Holy Ghost to come again, what you are asking for is recharge. I'm plugging myself back. That's why Jude said, building up your most holy faith. After you build it, you now come to minister. You've lost something. You need to go and recharge yourself to feel again, come back and function. Recharge, feel again, come back and function. So the Spirit upon will come to help you to work the Spirit upon will come to help you to function. The Spirit upon will come to help you manifest the giftings of the Holy Spirit. Tell me 2 Timothy 1 verse 6. 2 Timothy 1 verse 6. Then I think Romans 1. Romans 1. 2 Timothy 1 verse 6. So these are some technical things that we need to understand. Okay. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gifts of God which is in thee by the putting on of hands. So Timothy has received gifts from Paul when Paul lay hands on him. But Paul is now telling Timothy, you need to stir it up in the atmosphere. The prophetic you have received if you don't stay it, it won't work. The speaking in tongues you've received, the healing. So you think because I have healed, I'll just go to a sick person, just put my hand, be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. You now say, ah, it didn't work. Oh, no. You have to stir their gifts. For some, before the gift will function, they have to feel fire on their palm. So you need to know what to do to stir your gift. I heard a man of God saying, no wonder the man of God's ministry he had a lot of healings. He said, if, if I don't see you healed, I don't pray for you. That's his own, his own realm. If I don't see that you are healed, I don't come to you. I have to stay and pray. I'll be teaching, pray. Once I see that the angel of healing has come, I will start going. Then if I see you, that you are healed, I will go to you. I will stay there. 
I must see it in the spirit. So even if your leg is broken, your spines are cracked, it will, once I see it, I will, I will make sure you walk instantly because I've seen it. So what is the man doing? The man is doing what he's seen God do. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he has seen it in the spirit. It is done already. So he had to now activate it in the physical. But what do we do generally? Pray. There's, there's one for faith. Every believer can pray for the sick. But there's somebody with the gift and the ministry of healing. They know how to function that every kind of sickness that they encounter, it must be healed. Give me the last scripture, Romans 1.11. Romans 1.11. Romans 1.11. So, Paul was telling Timothy, stir up the gift. It's already there, but the spirit of Paul is going to help. So, look at another set of believers. Paul said, for I am, I'm yearning to see you, that I may impact and share with you some spiritual gifts to strengthen and establish you. They are born again. They have the Holy Ghost in them, but there's no gift. So, Paul said, I want to come. Let me impact on you. So they will need the spirit upon for the gift to come and they will need the spirit upon to function in the gift. Do you get it now? Jessica, do you get it? Okay. So yes, sir. this part is full of technicality. It's a technical thing. So let me use it this way. Is Old Testament and New Testament combined? Because in the Old Testament, the Spirit only comes upon. In the New Testament, God promised to put the Spirit in our heart, but we still need the upon. No wonder we can't do what Elijah did, because we are only trusting the one within. We can't do what, uh, uh, what is it called? Something did. How many people who can, who can pull gate again today? The Spirit will come upon him mightily, according to the Bible. Mightily, not just common mightily then you see power begin to function but we just trust one this one um a witness in our heart that witness is for leading 